Hey there, it's Amy Guth. I'm sitting down here in this week between Christmas and New Year's, that kind of gray area week that is kind of fun to me. I like it because not a lot is going on, so I feel like there's a chance to like catch up, but also to check out and just chill. But this time of year, I, like a lot of people do, I kind of reflect on what went right this year, what went wrong, where could I have been better, where did I miss the mark, what do I want in the year ahead? And I have this thing about New Year's resolutions because I think that we have gotten very socialized to either be, I make them or I don't make them, right? That's kind of the, it's sort of this pass fail. And nobody thinks that we should interrogate them a little bit and decide what's up with them. We just kind of say yes or no. We accept them or we don't. We always have more options than we think we do. And I think this is a place where that is very true. It's not that I'm anti-goal. In fact, I love New Year's Eve because it feels very clean slate and fresh start for this brand new year. In the same way that I love a brand new empty notebook, right? This whole little collection of possibilities. But I think that the narrative that we've attached to New Year's resolutions is very new year, new you. And I think that is really bullshit. Because what it's subconsciously having us do is decide what is the worst shit about myself that is no longer acceptable in this new year. And we don't teach people how to set goals well. We just say, you know, like put all your attention on this goal. We don't teach people about goals because listen, you, you got to have the vision of like, okay, here's where, where I'm aiming at. But the goal itself doesn't matter. What matters is your day-to-day habits, right? You could say, I'm going to, I don't want to make any assumptions about diet culture, but let's say lose or gain 10 pounds, whatever you want to do or save a certain amount of money, or whatever, right? It can be anything. It doesn't matter that you have the goal that you want to save $500. Say that you do have that goal. That's great. Say, okay, I want to save 500 bucks for an emergency fund. Cool. But having the goal doesn't matter. What matters is what you do on your way to that goal. So setting the goal is fine, and then forget it, and decide instead, and put your focus instead on what am I doing to get there? So you wouldn't say, well, my goal this year is to run a marathon, and I'm, I've picked one, uh, you know, this summer, and then you don't do anything about it. No, you you would say, so therefore today I'm going to run down the block and tomorrow I'm going to run two blocks and so on, right? The same with if you wanted to save money, you'd say, okay, I want to, this week I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and therefore I'm going to put 25 bucks aside or whatever it is, right? You wouldn't say, okay, this week I'm going to make this change to my diet or exercise routine with the goal of losing one pound or gaining one pound or whatever. We tend to just keep our eye on that one thing down at the end, the big goal. And there's a couple of reasons why I think that's not the right approach. And then I'm going to get back to this new year, new you thing and why I don't like it. First of all, I think that if you put all your vision on the goal, you set yourself up to fail because you're not making the daily choices. You're not creating the habits to get you to that goal. The second thing is if you are only focused on that one goal, I think you miss out on other really amazing shit. So let's say it's, you know, to run the marathon and you've set out some little incremental running goals to help increase you, both your speed and endurance and teach you how to run and get your body used to doing that and get your mind used to doing that. If your only goal of doing that, if, if you're like, the only thing that matters is that I run this race in the summer. You kind of wear these blinders then, and there's all these other cool possibilities, right? You, you're kind of shut out of, wow, and, and that year I learned a lot about nutrition, or, or I learned about a food allergy that I had, or I made some friends with some runners, or, you know, we don't open ourselves fully to all the ancillary stuff that can happen when we're just so focused. We, we kind of put these blinders on. I think that's especially true for career goals, if you're like, 
I am definitely going to go work at this company and have this kind of job. Sometimes if you're so focused on that, you miss other really amazing opportunities along the way that come up because of the effort you're making to get to that goal that you're so focused on. But you don't see those things that pop up because you're so focused on the goal, which leads me to another point, And that is when we are making goals, I think we aim far too small, far too small, because we can't even fathom the big thing. Or what I think is more often the case, we know the big thing. Maybe we're a little sheepish to admit it. So we, we decide okay, to get to this big thing, I think I know the one and only way to get there. And I must do X, Y, and Z, and that will get me to this goal or this job or this whatever. Most of the time, that is bullshit. Think about the times you have accomplished a really big goal. Did you do it exactly on a linear path? Probably not. I know for me, none of the biggest things I've ever accomplished were done in a traditional or linear way. They were all totally different. They were all totally bigger adventures because I decided to open myself up to the possibilities along the way, which is not to say that I haven't screwed that up a few times, but I just think that sets you up for a much richer experience to focus on the habits that will get you to the big thing that you want, but then also be open to all the cool things that can happen along the way. Because sometimes you, you don't need to take steps one through 20 that you think you need to do to get to a goal. Sometimes you just got to do like one, four, six, and eight, and all kind of weird shit happens and you're closer than you thought, right? Somebody's just got to go one, two, and three. And suddenly you're like, whoa, I just jumped ahead to step 15. Who knew? Because we're thinking too small because we think we know. And we don't know shit about shit. We don't. We do not. On that note, I recently interviewed Steve Gadlin, who is a very interesting person. He's given a couple of TED Talks. And I've started this other audio project about unconventional choices and unconventional thinking, because I am so obsessed with challenging narratives. And in that conversation with him, he talked a little bit about ideas and how we kind of prejudge our ideas. And I've really been thinking a lot about what he said, because it was very powerful, because he essentially decided, if I have the time and the means, I'm going to act on every idea I have, whether it's a brilliant idea or a stupid one, because I don't think we can trust our brains to decide what is good and what is stupid in terms of ideas. And I think that is so powerful, right? Because we'll think of an idea, I'm going to write a book or run a marathon or do a thing. And immediately we start telling ourselves the story of what our beliefs are around that thing. So say you're like, I'm going to write a book. Ah, gosh, it's hard to write a book. Gosh, it's hard to get an agent. Gosh, it's hard to publish a book. Oh, I don't know anything about writing. I don't, you know, and you start to, these stories that you've subconsciously stored start to cloud that. So I love Steve Gadlin's idea that if you've got the time and the means to do so, act on every idea, no matter how ridiculous you might think it is, because it might actually be a brilliant idea. But that kind of gets you out of the way of this internal editor that's telling you, that's reminding you of your beliefs about your abilities. So now let me go all the way back to the beginning, as promised, and talk about the new year, new you thing. I think with New Year's resolutions, the reason a lot of people bristle and sometimes I think the reason people gravitate to them is because we think about them in a very binary way. Either you're in or you're out. Either you pass or you fail. And the narrative that we've built around new year, new you is so fucked up and so attached to this culture of uh, hyper-consumerism that we need constant growth in order to be valid, that things can't just exist as they are. I encourage you instead to say new year, same me and enter into the year and any goals you might set for it knowing yourself and being honest with yourself about who and what you are and where your brain is, what you're into, what you have the mental capacity to do, and then set up those habits instead of 
going all in on a big goal, thinking that you will somehow be new. Because here's what that narrative does, that new year, new you thing. It sort of subconsciously sets you up to pull out the very worst parts of yourself and think that, right? I mean, think really, really think about this. At its core, the message is the way you are is not good enough to go into the new year. Like literally the message is, you are not worthy of going to bed on December 31st and waking up the same way on January 1st. That's really what new year, new you amounts to. And that is so awful. And it's really, I believe, very much steeped in this idea that in order to be valid, we have to constantly be consuming, spending, expanding, scaling, whatever, right? And it, we don't. We do not. We can enter into a new year or a new era of our lives as we are, and we can make goals. We're free to make goals. We're also free not to. We're also free to make small goals. We're also free to say, I want consistency in the year ahead. I want stability in the year ahead. I want to do less of something. We never talk about that, right? We rarely talk about what we're going to subtract in the new year. We always say, what am I going to add? And if you're going to add, you're going to have to subtract. You're going to have to. Most people are pretty well packed. They're pretty well at capacity. So you're going to have to take something out. So you're going to say, okay, this is a thing I really want to build into my habits in the year ahead. Think through your day and decide, and here's what I'm going to give up. And it may not be the thing you think. It may not be as obvious as like, I'm not going to watch TV. Instead, I'm going to read all these books. It might be that, but it also might be, I'm going to work on Maybe you spend a lot of time worrying. So maybe the big project really is I'm going to understand my own anxiety triggers so that I spend less time in an anxiety state and I can then have more mental capacity or emotional capacity to do this other thing. And I'm going to start building that into my life. We've got to be gentler with ourselves is where I'm really going with this because we really go all in quite hard and we're quite harsh with ourselves. So if you're going to set a resolution, don't even call it a resolution. If you're going to set a goal for the new year, I like themes personally, but if you're going to set some kind of intention, let's say for the year ahead, I encourage you to really spend some time with it and really interrogate it of what are the habits that you need to implement into your life in order to get there. How can you stay open to really amazing surprises that happen along the way because you're building these new habits into your life? And are you entering that habit with some sense of self-love and self-grace? If you're entering into it like, I'm disgusted by myself and I'm dumb and I'm lazy and therefore I got to do all these things, that's probably not the most generous spirit to be entering that. I'm not saying you need to judge yourself for that. Just, hey, how can I tweak this to just, you know, I want to feed my brain more this year instead of, I'm not going to be stupid and not read this year. I'm going to read a ton, you know, write your goals intentions, whatever, write them with some self-love and some self-grace and allow yourself permission to wobble a little bit. You know, one, one misstep does not equate a failure. If that is you want to say, eat a certain diet, you know, follow a certain diet in the year ahead and you don't follow that diet one day, that doesn't mean you failed it. It just means the next meal you, you hop back on. Because again, it's not about the big goal of going vegan or paleo or whatever you're going to do. It's about building the habit of every meal is a decision then, instead of 
this big overwhelming thing. And I think that's where we mess up because I have long complained about the, I call them the gonna people. I know people with such beautiful hearts and such great talent that have such wonderful intentions, but they go into things saying, I'm gonna go to the gym every day. I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna finish my screenplay. I'm gonna do that. And none of them do it because to be in a gonna state is just saying I'm going to, but I'm, you know, but they don't stop and say, okay, I'm going to finish my book. So I don't have a lot of time and I have two jobs and I have not a lot of emotional capacity to sit down and write and be creative. And I've got three kids and whatever. So one day a week, I'm going to get up 30 minutes early and I'm just going to write 30 minutes for one day a week. I'm, it's something it's chipping away at it. And soon that amounts to more, but we approach our goals with, I'm going to write a book. I don't have time. And indeed you don't, but like set yourself up for this one little habit and that little habit will grow and flourish and wildly wonderful things will happen as a result of it. Fascinating things. I, I can't even guarantee the wildly wonderful. That's no guarantee. Sometimes shit happens. Things are not always okay, right? But fascinating things will happen. I think just by making little shifts in our habits, really interesting things happen. So I'd love to hear if you're, if you're setting goals or not setting goals, I would of course love to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter at Amy Guth or Instagram or Facebook. You know, I'm all over the internet. So you know where to find me. I would love to hear about that. And I would love to hear about your wins for the year. What did you do this year that you're particularly excited about? And what, what are you going to do less of in the year ahead? And so I'm reflecting on my year. I'm giving myself a lot of grace because we're still in a pandemic, even though some people don't seem to think we are. We are, in fact, still in a pandemic. And that's required a lot of grace and patience from us all. So I hope that you're giving yourself grace because we are in fact still in uncertain times and there's still a lot of uncertainty and our brains like stories. We want to have a resolution to things. And when things linger, it becomes, it's like an open tab, just kind of sitting there. Right. So give yourself some grace, celebrate responsibly, whatever it is you're doing. And by responsibly, that means a lot of things now, right? That, that does certainly mean don't drink and drive, but that also means wear your mask, get your vaccine, do things to protect yourself and to protect the people around you. All right, that's what I got for today. And I will fill you in very soon about that interview that I mentioned in which I was interviewing Steve Gadlin. There's a couple of other folks. This audio side project I'm doing is uh, gathering steam and you're going to hear a lot more about it. The best way to find that, of course, you can subscribe here to this podcast, but also you can subscribe to my newsletter. If you head to my website, amyguth.com, you can Find that newsletter. It comes out once a week and it is five things worth sharing. So it's not some weeks I might say, hey, and here's a thing I got to promote. But usually it's just really random, weird shit I found on the internet that I thought was worth talking about. So um, that's the best way to keep up with me. In addition, of course, to Twitter and Instagram. But anyway, my friends, happy new year. Thanks for tuning in and let's talk soon. Bye for now.